Hi everybody and welcome to Rob Evans 365. It's day number 1015. And again on the, the treadmill this morning. And I wanna use this as a, an example of once again, how it's doing those, those little things every single day that can make a huge difference. So less than a, a week ago, uh, if you've been listening to me for a while, uh, you'll know that I've uh, hurt my back about two weeks ago, actually just on Sunday, today's Tuesday, just on Sunday, it was two weeks ago that I'd, I'd hurt my back. And by Thursday last week, it was doing much better. And it was the best it had been. Went to the gym, lifted a weight awkwardly off a rack uh, to use it for exercise. And uh, I really tweaked my back. Now, in, in that moment that it happened, and I put the weight back, uh, I almost felt paralyzed. The pain, I was kind of hunched over, holding myself up by um, the bar on the rack, and it, I was in horrible pain. I could barely walk. And uh, now I'm on the treadmill. It's, uh, what are we, we're five days later, and I'm almost back to normal. And you think, wow, what have I done in that time and it's not a case of doing nothing and it just got better um, there's an element of yes obviously I caused some a strain and some inflammation in that moment and over time that inflammation goes down but uh, what I've been doing is I've been taking anti-inflammatory uh, tablets for about well, three days I took those actually I take some yesterday morning um, just to try and help, haven't taken any today. It's early, early Tuesday morning. Uh, but one of the, the things that I have done is walked every day. And sometimes you can't necessarily see how walking on one day is going to greatly impact you in going from a, something like this, an incredibly sore and injured back to uh, feeling so much better. But when you accumulate those actions every day over a longer period of time, then they add up to be something quite amazing. So less than a week ago, I found that I was uh, in a position where I could barely walk to now where uh, I'm feeling really good. Like I, w I think it was the next day after that, I couldn't put on my socks, couldn't put on my shoes. I was in that much pain and that stiff. So. Often we don't see how those little things that we do every single day can make a really massive difference in the long term. We're coaching a couple of new clients at the moment and they have come from a place of being, you know, having really busy lifestyles. They still have busy lifestyles, uh, but had fallen into these habits of uh, making some poorer food choices. So, uh, you know, getting a lot of Uber Eats, a lot of, uh, you know, poor choices in uh, snacks and that kind of stuff from the service station as they're filling up with petrol or coming home uh, from work or whatever and just going to the service station, grabbing a donut or, um, I don't know, pie, sausage rolls, uh, you know, whatever they could get their hands on and really not making a, a good choice all the way through the day. 
and then maybe going for periods of time where they might not eat anything and then overindulge in something later in the day, whether it be lunchtime, whether it be for dinner or whatever, and not feeling really great about that. But it's not something that people talk about. I mean, people don't go around talking about how bloated they are or how flabby they feel or um, you know, how tired they are or how much energy they don't have. Uh, people just don't talk about that because also you don't know what you can't feel and if you haven't felt it before, how can you really relate to what it is that you should be feeling? And what's really great about the, this couple is that they've uh, been uh, following their meal plan now for, I think it's about two weeks, maybe a little under two weeks, and they feel amazing. They said they, they can't believe how much more energy they've now got. And I say to people when they first start out that you're going to feel cleaner in three days if you follow this completely. And it's not uh, starving people. It's uh, you know, lots of food that's exciting uh, for them to be able to eat food that they really enjoy as well. It's always a surprise when I go through it with people. And I said, if you just do this for three days, you'll feel better. I said, you'll feel cleaner. You won't have that bloated feeling that you feel when you go to bed at night. You know what I'm talking about. If you, you've uh, overeaten, I, I related to Christmas. And if you've eaten too much at Christmas, you go to bed that night and it's like, oh man, it feels like somebody's blown up your tummy with a balloon. And uh, you just don't feel good. You don't feel flat in the tummy, you feel just bleh. And uh, they're telling me that, yeah, we, we don't have those feelings. We don't feel bloated. We feel lighter. We feel more focused, more energized, just so much better. And now when they perhaps do put something in their body that's uh, not quite right, they notice it straight away. And it's funny how your body adapts. Our bodies are very, very clever. And that bloated feeling is our body sending us signals that something's not quite right here. Um, my back, for instance. Uh, did I injure myself severely? No. Did I tweak an old injury? Yes. Now that, that pain that I'm getting, what is that? Well, that's my body sending me a signal that you need to stop doing what you're doing right now, otherwise you are going to cause yourself a way more serious injury. So let's just say that I kept carrying that weight or I, you know, I, I did something, um, you know, I didn't stop immediately, then I risk uh, having a major spinal issue because I'm not listening to my body, I'm pushing through that pain, and just exercising, doing things, when uh, what could happen from that? Well, who knows? Maybe I could rupture a disc or do something really, really badly. So that pain before that moment is, all right, you need to stop. Do not continue what you're doing right now because I'm going to stop you from causing a really serious injury to yourself. I think when you, you listen to your body and you become more in tune with what's going on, then you can make better decisions and, you get, and therefore you get better outcomes. And because 
uh, many people around the globe are putting things into their body that aren't really serving them well, our body sends us a signal, whether it be indigestion, whether it be a bloating, uh, and then uh, we get to more serious conditions where it might be heart disease, stroke, cancer, high cholesterol, blood clots, uh, you know, a whole range of different things that just say, uh, you can't keep doing what you're doing. And unfortunately, sometimes we get, uh, you know, some of those things show up in a, a blood test or somewhere and you can take corrective action. But sometimes it's too late and you can't take the corrective action. So we've got to be really careful about how we manage ourselves. You've got to listen to your body. You've got to put things in place so you do take the right action steps along the way. Things like getting your annual blood test, for instance, or at least annual blood tests, a full annual physical and that kind of stuff so that you can just see what's going on. I've got uh, a number of people that uh, are quite unwell, but when they get to later in life, and then it's normally something that starts with a six, sometimes it's earlier, then these things start to show up in a bigger way that you really don't like. So um, that's why they have, uh, certainly in our country, I just did one a few weeks ago actually, uh, where uh, they send you, once you get over 50, they send you a, a, you know, a bowel cancer testing kit and you just you know, you send them back a sample, they send you a letter, I got mine back saying that you know, you've got no, no issues there, so nice job. Uh, but it's quite easy to just take that test kit and throw it in the bin. Uh, not go to the doctor and have your, you know, your blood tests and, and do those things. Um, it's easy to ignore what's going on. But if you recognize that these are just uh, opportunities that exist for you to make sure that you are on, on track, uh, there's nothing out of the ordinary going on to surprise you, then you know, you know that you, your lifestyle is supporting what it is that you, you want to achieve. And often all of those things are just little, little things that we do. Uh, but when you, you listen to your body and you, know, you stay focused on what's important to you with your health and fitness, then that's what enables you to uh, really live the, the life that you want to live on your terms and go forth with confidence and energy and focus so you can enjoy those things with confidence. Uh, unfortunately, most, most people don't realise that their daily little actions that they're taking right now are adding up into some catastrophe later in their life. Um, had a, um, somebody just drop in yesterday, actually is having um, some cancer removed uh, this, this week. And um, like he's relatively young, he's only just turned 60, I think. But... Um, you know, sometimes this cancer comes your way, but at least he was listening to his body, noticing signs that weren't quite right for him, 
and then went and had some tests and yep, he's got cancer. So um, now it's, uh, it's time to get those things out. And then if you reverse engineer that and say, well, what were the, the lifestyle factors there that caused that? Um, and I'm sure if he was completely honest with himself, he could go back and say, yeah, actually I probably wasn't living the lifestyle that I should have to support avoiding that disease. And that could have been not a major decision that was made, but a conglomeration or collection of small actions that were taken each day or a few times a week that didn't support optimizing the health. So I think as we, as we get older, as, we, as the gener- new generations come along, as technology changes, I mean, the, the generations now, like my kids are going through things that I never had to go through. Um, if I look at what's happened over the last, or oh, just my lifetime, and I think, what's that gonna look like when my kids are my age and what it's gonna look like for their kids if they choose to have kids? And I'm thinking about things like, we didn't have devices uh, when I was a kid. So there was no uh, screen time. We didn't even have a computer in the house. Um, So now we've got that to compete with. So what does that mean? Well, overall it means that the kids are less active now than they used to be. Um, I certainly, I was out on my bike all the time. I used to ride to school. I used to ride my bike home from school. Uh, After school, I used to ride around on my bike. You know, I'd go everywhere. It was my sense of independence. I'd jump on a bike and just ride off and you know, do those things that I wanted to do, go to visit friends and stuff. Different time as well. There, I was in the uh, country sort of region, so um, it was a little bit safer to do that. I mean, I certainly couldn't imagine the kids doing that uh, these days, but to some extent you can. Um, so there's some places where they can ride safely and do those things. Uh, there's that aspect of it, just the activity. And then if you think about the food, well, food-wise, I mean, we used to plant our own vegetables, and even though uh, you can do that now, most people don't have the space, time, inclination to plant vegetables, look after their vegetables. And I remember we used to bottle our own vegetables and stuff as well, like tomatoes and things like that in the old Fowler's jars and um, do that kind of thing. Um, the quality, the taste of uh, our our plant-based food is nowhere near as good as it used to be with the, you know, the soil has been robbed of the nutrients because it's been over-farmed and uh, you know, this, the seeds and everything have been genetically modified. Um, the nutrient value is just not the same now as it was when I was a kid. So is that going to continue to depreciate over the next 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years? where we get to the stage where we are just eating like colored clay and not really eating the, the food that's uh, nutrient dense. Or is somewhere along the line, it's going to change and it, it becomes better, but is it artificial? Um, if our kids are in their position they are now, what's that next couple of generations hold? Like are people gonna become even 
less active? Uh, you know, is there going to be an app that forces us to move? Um, is there going to be devices that we have implanted that are going to worsen our health situation? I know it sounds weird, but maybe we're to the stage where uh, everybody has implants put into us like uh, smart technology of some sort. Who knows? Who knows? But I just certainly know that uh, it's going to look different to the way that it does right now. And unless we remain focused on our health, and we have people reminding us, like me, just how important it is to remain focused on these things, then we're not really going to get the outcomes that we want. And from, look, where uh, people perhaps used to have a, a longer life in some ways, now their lives are getting shorter, well, if it wasn't for the you know, medi medication and that sort of stuff that they're taking, but is that really a, the life that you want to be living? We may get to a stage where our children are living shorter lives than, um, than we will uh, because they just don't have the, the lifestyle and the, the food and the, the behaviours and everything that they need to support their, their health. So um, I think I, I see things like uh, social standards. They seem to drop more and more each week where uh, you know, the way that people talk to each other and treat each other just gets worse and worse, it seems. Um, the standards of politeness and manners and all that kind of stuff just seem to get worse and worse. And uh, it seems to be the same with our health as well. We're getting more and more obese around the globe each year because of the way that we live. It's like there needs to be a change here. Uh, what, what's it going to take to cause people to change? People are looking for, well, when I was a kid, I'm sure that um, things like the gastric sleep didn't even exist, whether the technology didn't exist um, to be able to achieve those things or not, but, uh, and gastric bands and that kind of stuff. They, nobody did those things. But now, so many people have those treatments. I've got many clients, um, present and past, that have had those treatments before. Is there going to be a new procedure that comes up in the next however many years? Uh, the people are looking for the fat loss pill. They can just take it and it melts away the fat and everything. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean that people are healthy. Uh, because I know a number of people that have had the weight loss treatment and they're still very, very unhealthy. And they don't have the right mindset. I guess my point here is that there are a number of things, small things that can happen every day that can add up into something that's quite huge. And I think that happens in a good way and happens in a bad way as well. I mean, everything I was just talking about there in terms of standards that have oh, seemingly just dropped away. I mean, it wasn't like one day everybody wore hats and were uh, calling people sir and madam and gentlemen and ladies and having a certain level of etiquette in the way that you talk to people and the next day it's like F this, F that. It, it didn't happen overnight like that. 
it's happened gradually over time, over the decades, over the centuries, uh, where people just tend to just disrespect people more easily these days than they used to. Like our food, it wasn't like it. It was an awesomely tasting carrot, and now what we're eating is seemingly all the same size, the same colour, brighter colours perhaps, uh, genetically modified carrot. It's happened over a, a long period of time. My point is that these things can just change slightly every day, every week, every year, but over a period of time, they add up into something quite huge. And whether you're uh, you know, serving your body really well and monitoring your health and doing all those things and you're just doing a little bit every day to serve yourself better and to really be gracious for the body and health that you have been given or the body you've been given and the organs that you've been given and the mindsets you've been given and have the respect of that to say, well, I didn't have to pay for any of this. I was given this. And some of you will say, yeah, well, I was given a lot of rubbish with mine as well. Well, be grateful for what you, you have got and learn to treat it like your most valuable asset. Some people spend more time on their car, cleaning it, looking after it, servicing it, doing all those things than they do on their own body. I said, your body is the thing that you're going to be with the rest of your life. You can get a new car. So it's those tiny little things every day, like walking on the treadmill, serving my back, looking after my back. If I don't do that, if I just say, oh, that's just the way that it is, you've injured it, well, I'll just stop training now, that's not going to really fulfill me because my training, my exercise is such an important part of who I am, what I do that enables me to become this great person that I know that I can be. So I've got to do it. And these few steps that I do every single day get the blood flowing to my back to make me feel great about what it is that I'm doing and knowing that I can uh, live life on my terms. So I want you to think about each little step that you take every single day. And I just don't just mean like a physical walking step, but each step that you take, each decision you make each day, and even though it's a small decision, how that works out in the end for you. For instance, if you saved a dollar a day from when you were born, or someone did it for you, until you could do it yourself, then don't you think that even though a dollar doesn't sound like much, but if you did that and you invested and reinvested and reinvested every day of your life, then you're going to be left with a lot of money at the end, but it doesn't seem like much. Most of us get to the point where we say, oh, well, we'll just, uh, we'll just invest in the future or we'll save in the future. And that day never comes when you actually do it. But if you just did a dollar a day or a couple of dollars a day, then that is what makes the big difference over a really long time. It's the same with any area of your life. Consistency, little bits here and there, every day will make a huge difference to you. So I thought my steps on the treadmill this morning were a good example of how you can go from debilitating pain 
to uh, almost being pain free. Like I'm not in pain right now if I do certain things than I am. But just in the last five days ago, I was like, man, have I done something really, really bad here? Something really serious that's going to prevent me from, uh, you know, being able to train the the way that I want to train for the rest of my life. It's like, so what I need to do now is want to get back. So I'm having a week off my training uh, altogether. So it'll be a, uh, it's, a, it's a week uh, in two more days. Um, then start to get back into, my coach wants me to just get into some um, mat type Pilates to help strengthen it uh, before I get back into the training. I mean, I'm keen to get back into it this morning, to be honest. Uh, but it's just giving my, my body some rest. And uh, yeah, then still being able to achieve the goals that I want to achieve this year. Whereas this time last week, the mindset saying, man, it's all over. Uh, well, it's just for a moment. But then I realized that no, you can fix this. You've done this before. Yeah, it might've hurt more, but you can make it work. You can do it. So if I can, you can too. Stay safe, have a good day. I'll catch you tomorrow.